Let's play Major League Baseball. I was hoping you and your friends could tell me something about baseball strategy. The only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works, in which case he's a button pusher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very depressing episode of the Upfield Concourse podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me is Casey Boguslaw, as well as Tyler Region Rat 14. Everyone, I'm not going to ask how you're doing because we know how we're doing. Not great. But since it's been a couple days since the seven game, or I guess one day, since the seven game losing streak and didn't have to watch the Sox lose today, not as furious as you are as we are in real time while watching games like everyone else is on Twitter. And all that. And speaking of Twitter, you can follow the show account there at Concourse Pod. You can follow Casey on Twitter at Casey Bogus Law. You can follow Kyle or Kyle. I don't know what I'm saying there. Tyler on Twitter at Region Rat 14. And also, if you want to subscribe to the show, just search on your favorite podcast app: Spotify, iTunes, um, Podbean. There's a lot of Android weird apps people have too. Just search the Outfield Concourse, hit subscribe, and we'll be there for you. Normally, it's Sunday night. Might be Mondays going forward, depending on scheduling. We'll see. By the way, guys, might be Mondays going forward, FYI. Um, other than that, uh, we can kind of get right into the Sox seven-game losing streak and the six in a row they just lost uh, this in the past week, plus the one from last week's show. All right, so I don't know if we need to break down necessarily game by game. We can. We can go through them. Uh, I know, Casey, before we started, you had some notes and some comments and things you wanted to touch on. So get started there with some – you were talking about pitching stats, uh, projected Woba or something like that, and a few other things. So wherever you want to start, Casey, you get to lead the charge this week. I mean, I, I'm fine with starting from the top. Um, you know, we're, normally we do this on Sundays and we talk about the Sunday game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with Monday, yeah. we can kind of cover everything. I mean, we were right saying that we were going to we got two of the four games played in Cleveland that we said mm-hmm. on last week's pod. Um, and uh, or I guess no, we got three, right? Yeah, double, they play three. They play three. Yeah, they play yeah. three. Yeah, with the doubleheader, two games were rained out. Um, so yeah, start with the doubleheader. I mean, two runs scored in two games was awful. It was a really crappy game that Dallas Keuchel got a, a horrible start right at the beginning, and Tim started off with uh, an error on the first play, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. We could talk about the Dallas Keuchel comments after that are just so very Yeah, Dallas let's talk Keuchel-y. about it. What, what did Dallas say, Casey? Let's talk. I want to talk about that. Let's talk about what Dallas had to say. He's, he said something along the lines of like, you know, you, there's, there, you always see something new while watching baseball and was basically, he said he only allowed one good contact, which is not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he got, he at least gave up two barrels that I know offhand. Uh, and the Jose Ramirez one was not just like a tiny, teeny tiny mistake. You gave up a grand slam to the Guardian's only good hitter in a spot where you just cannot do that. So um, he's really uh, skirting the blame just like he did last year. And uh, it's annoying to watch, especially because no one really likes him he's on White Sox Twitter. He's also got a lot of money on the line. He's not going to really cash in he on with his 160 innings, thing here. innings, right? Yeah, I mean 160. Yep. I, yeah, I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I mean, we'll talk about the rotation. I mean, Lucas, Lucas is one of the bright spots that we'll talk about in this podcast today, and he's back, and hopefully, he's 
back for good. And yeah. that's just another spot that's, you know, we can count on in the rotation and one less spot for Dallas Keuchel or Vince Velasquez. Johnny Cueto made his first start in Charlotte. Uh, the rumor is he's going to come up after his second start in Charlotte. So maybe uh, this weekend, early next week, Cueto's yep. going to be take a spot. I, I mean, I we can we were kind of talking about this right before we got on. I don't know who I I'd rather pick to leave the rotation. I kind of want Tanner Banks in the rotation over both Keuchel and Velasquez, but that's I don't even know if that's a possibility. Is this not officially a Rayleigh Lopez fan podcast, or is this just a, a me thing? It. No, I mean, I've I've always been with you on that. I'm fine. Yeah, let's – I mean, we know what's going to happen. I don't even know if the, the the defense behind those two know what's going to happen and they just kind of give up because they they did play really shitty behind both sides. Um, they played like shit on defense all week long, so yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But, you know, so the, the, obviously the we don't game. want that uh, – we don't want the anything to happen with that. Right. So the first game that we're talking about now where the Sox got their ass kicked, like that was just a snake being like, all right, this sucks. And if that was the only crappy game of the road trip, you're like, all right, that happens throughout the year. But it wasn't. It just kept going. That wasn't the worst. I mean, it was the worst. It ended up being the worst game. Because Tanner Banks saved our ass. Yes, he came in. Yeah, and he he saved the bullpen for the rest of the road trip is what he did. So so that was a plus. But. this actually I think game two of the doubleheader was yeah. arguably worse. I yeah, mean, because well, of the like, lineup, well, though, right? I mean, well, exactly. And you lose a game two one that you can easily win. You get what? You get three hit by, you know, a guy that you, you yeah. crushed last year. I mean, Tristan McKenzie has stuff, right? Like, there's no denying that. But it's a guy that you hit pretty well last year, and you bat Leary Garcia third, and you lose two to one. I mean, you get. No. No Abreu, no it, it, It's Tim. embarrassing. Yeah, I right. mean, was no the Abreu, lineup no was... Tim, no Yaz? Yeah, so yeah this it's was, an absolute this... embarrassing lineup. And it the was. fact that they even thought that was acceptable at the major league level is a joke. I don't... I mean, it, I don't, it's embarrassing to the organization and the fans. We talked about how Vince Velasquez starting on opening day was an embarrassment and a slap in the face of the fans. Putting out that lineup is an embarrassment to the game of baseball. So I wasn't mad at the guys that played in the lineup because before the doubleheader started, it was said, "This is listen, guys, you're getting rested in the second game. But the batting order was the thing where you're like, why the hell is Larry Garcia batting third? Like, you're basically saying, no. okay, you don't have to uh, – because who started there? It looked like Hazley batted second because it started off with Harrison and then Berger after him. But there's no reason for any of those guys to get the first – two, three batters to get any pitches thrown at them. So that was the biggest issue I, I had with it. I don't care about th- guys sitting because it was already said it was going to happen. Well, I have a problem with it when he's when he says guys are going to sit because he doesn't want to play two guys in a doubleheader and then play them on a day game the next day and you play your worst player and maybe the worst player in baseball right now all three of those games. So it's just a lie. It's just, it's just a slap to our intelligence to play Lier Garcia the first game the second game, and then game three. When you don't want to use your best players to do that, don't play the worst player in baseball all three games. And and the first game was against Bieber. Bieber against Keuchel, you already know that that's a, that's a loss you're going into on paper. So why, why not stagger your stars a little bit at least? Um, you know, I said last week on the pod, 
you know, I was complaining about Andrew Vaughn's playing time, but I said it would make a ton of sense to sit Andrew Vaughn against Shane Bieber. I mean, Andrew Vaughn did struggle against righties last year. He's not really struggling against righties this year. But if you're going to sit him against anyone, one of the best right-handed pitchers in all of baseball, yeah, I'm fine with that. But Vaughn played both games. No, but here's the other weird thing that's kind of the inconsistency with what Tony says. And I know we can always, you know, we talked about this a lot last year, Steve, about you can't really take anything about a press conferences because they don't have to tell the truth. That's fine. And, you know, I think it's it's a little insulting to the the your fan base on, on some of the stuff you say because – so, he, yeah, he came out and said, we're going to sit some guys. But they were down 10 nothing in the second inning. They could have sat guys at that point and then played them the second game. And you can't say that that's not something that Tony does because he said this weekend when he sat Tim on Saturday during a blowout, he said Tim was originally going to sit on Sunday, but now I'm going to play him because he got to rest on Saturday. So... <laughs> he's doing the exact same thing that he could have done in this doubleheader very easily because he did it with Vaughn. He sat Vaughn early in the game on, on game one, and then he played him game two. And uh, I don't know. I don't. I think he sat Thursday. But still, I mean, it, he's saying things and doing different things, which obviously he's not obliged to tell the truth. Right, but he he's not obliged to tell the truth. But if he's not telling the truth, the lies he are tell, he's telling are really dumb. Like they, he doesn't. A lot I, of them there. I think this is kind of just talking in shorts because he doesn't care. Like, yeah, but he doesn't have to lie as the way he right. is. He can not tell the truth and just say, you know, that was my decision to do that. He doesn't have to make up this elaborate lie to say, like, he's not lying. He's just an idiot. Well, if you watch it's one the, of the, it's one of the two. Yeah. If you watch the post press conferences, he's pressed on questions, which is why he's giving these answers. Like, I understand, like, watch reading on Twitter, just seeing quotes. But when you get to watch some of these press conferences in the post game, they show what we were talking about in text. Like it was for a while, no one was asking him like, "Why is Larry Garcia betting third? And then finally, people were asking him like, "Okay, he's playing. Why is he?" And he's giving these stupid answers, just for reference for how bad Larry Garcia has been. So he's gotten forty-one at bats this year. He's gotten four hits, which is not a lot. His on-base percentage is one forty. His OPS plus. Any guesses? I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be negative, negative 10, right? Negative 21, so not great. It's just getting worse. Yes, just getting worse. Uh, and unfortunately, with Josh Harrison being hurt, he's going to play. So this is another discussion we can talk about. Like, are we going to throw Andrew Vaughn at second <laughs> base? Boy. Or are well, they going to call up? Uh, who's Yeah, that? let's have that conversation. Okay, Andrew Vaughn at second base. You guys have both been advocates of it, which is funny because everyone's mad. at or Not everyone, I sh- I, that's generalization. People are mad that he's being put in the outfield and is not natural position, things like that. But he's proven he doesn't seem to care where he plays. So for the well, record, I'm all for Andrew Vaughn playing second I, base. But what? Yeah, Tyler, I'm guessing you are too. Well, I am, except for with if Robert is not ready to go, I'm ready to. I'm ready to, at least for now ride by far the White Sox hottest hitter over the last week, mm-hmm. Daniel Mendick um, at second base, who in ele- in five games played is slashing 300, 364, slugging 700. Um, he is the only, I mean, it's it's insane to say that, but he, he needs to play while he's playing well. I mean, it, at least run it until it's, until yeah. it's dry. Yeah. I mean, maybe he, maybe you catch lightning in a barrel on Daniel Mendick, um, 
plays the best month of his life until you can kind of get right a little yeah, bit more. Ride it but out. You, do the you have Mercedes to, style. Just keep right. playing until he, until he can't play anymore. Then okay. And he can done. field like Danny Mendick can field. So, I mean like any, any semblance, like you're, you're going to get that glove over Lear who can't field, can't hit. Mm-hmm. And like, you can make the argument that you're going to be able to play Vaughn and Mendick both. You, you have to try. I mean, at this point, you got to do something. Yeah, because it's been this the offense and just the games in general were. And I was looking back at all the box scores before we started, and I went back this morning and was watching kind of the recaps on ML, the MLB app of the games. And you, I don't think it could have gotten worse for any of these games as far as the offense and, and defensive stuff go. It couldn't have been worse. Like it, yeah, I, they haven't scored yeah. three runs more than three runs since what I think it was like April like thirteenth or something like that. So yeah. it, just, it can't get any worse, basically. So, so might as well try something. I, I've told I've talked to Casey about this for a, a really long time. Anytime that your pitching staff holds the other team to four runs or less, you should win the game. That's just the magic number four or less in a nine inning game. You should win, especially with what the offense every time. should be. Right. I mean. Yeah. You could yeah, argue this offense should be five or less, right? We, like with the, this kind of offense, you should be able to put up runs. And it, this, I mean, I don't want to, I'm pressing the panic button. I'm not pressing the abandoned ship button yet, but like this really feels like a team that may just never get off the ground. And that's why I'm worried is because they just look dead. Not only are they playing poorly, I mean, Tim Anderson hits a leadoff home run and then it's just a bunch of wet farts for a while. Yeah, and again, I think that is it's easy in the bubble we all live in to understand the panic. And I'm just as guilty watching games like this is ridiculous. Like because every time it seems it comes up, it's a pop up, it's a fly out, it's whatever. Uh, Casey, They're are they walking. doing any better with barrels? Did, was any balls? Was any balls hit hard this week with the Sox? It didn't go anywhere. Is anything I missed with that? Well, they do. I, I ran it on Saturday. I think that I think they have the most barrel outs in the league. Of course, that stems from the first week when they were hitting kind of everything. They had mm-hmm. that three, the three barrel out inning and whatever. Um, it's them or the Yankees that are right near the top. Uh, Yaz had three barrels this week, which we'll get into a Yaz discussion in the Friday game. Um, and Abreu uh, is is barreling as well. Uh, you know, he's still. It, it's just it, it it really is a sequencing thing and I think that is a lot of problems with how the lineup has been I mean having Lurie Garcia in the top of this order makes no sense because like you mentioned the negative OPS plus now Pollock's back and hopefully that'll resolve some of the issues granted Lurie was still on the top when Pollock came back you know <laughs> he Pollock didn't look good either game he played this weekend um I did get a funny comment that when I posted something about that on Twitter that well, that's what a newborn does to you. And I did kind of forget that not only is he coming back from the hamstring injury, he's coming back from having a baby. So, um, you know, who knows what where, <laughs> where his head is at with that. So mm-hmm. hopefully that, that – I mean, Pollock was great the first week. I mean, that's all we got to see him. But he's had a really great career, um, yeah. he, he, from, you know, with the bat. So having him first or second, you know uh, – well, second after Tim or, you know, if Robert is back tomorrow, God willingly – you know, having Pollock in the lineup, it's going to get a little bit more complete. Um, it's just been very consistent. I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, I agree with what Tyler said about Mendick, and I think with Vaughn, I, it doesn't seem like the second base thing is going to happen. So I think it would have happened by now with Harrison missing so much time already. Um, but I guess it'll be a little bit more interesting when the lineup or when the uh, roster gets 
move back down to 26 because is Mendick a roster casualty and then you have a little bit less flexibility at second base? I probably I don't I don't think that he's going to be a roster casualty just because they are carrying I think two extra pitchers right now right so you're going to lose Severino who's garbage so you're not going to have to worry about that and I mean what does what does Hazley do that you know that Mendick can't do I mean Mendick can play outfield as well yeah I I, that can't be the move Danny Mendick cannot be the guy that goes on and what is like what are they doing with Josh Harrison go on the aisle I you know I like, think they'll be, they'll be point, a little bit more, um, you know, liberal with the usage of the IL. I don't think they've really been wanting to use it because they haven't felt a strong. They have need nobody. To do it. Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah they there's have nobody no- to call up. There's nobody on the forty right in right now. Yeah, I mean, like R- R- Rami, right? That's it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the he's the guy, and then the other Johan Abar Ibar. I don't know how to say his name. You're not calling him up to pitch. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, I think that expanded rosters have melted Tony's brain even more than he originally had thought because he cannot well, not play spring, guys. I, you know, I will. Give no, I'm not. I'm not pitch, not pitching wise. Pitching wise is well, what it is. No, I'm saying I think I think with the lineup he came in, he said it. You know, you know, we say like obviously he lies, but we he said that he doesn't want to play these guys all the time coming out of that short spring training, which is fine. But you know, it's desperate times right now, and we've. We've stressed winning these games are just as important as winning games in September. So, and especially because they've been division games, he cannot do that. You know, you can't. I know that it's the nine inning. You know, we switched back from seven inning to nine inning double headers, but still, I don't think that there was the use to do it the way that he did, and that's really what bummed me out on Wednesday. We can kind of keep moving down the line if you want. I mean, Thursday Robert got hurt, and. Um, uh, you know, of, of course, <laughs> we all started panicking because we it looked so similar to what happened home last year. Hopefully, it's nothing. I mean, they're saying it's really not a thing, and he'll be back on Tuesday. I don't. I have my reservations about that. For the I, record, I just a- after watching the first doubleheader, I'm all for bringing back the seven inning doubleheaders. <laughs> just I got used to them last year, yeah. so I, I want them back. I that was better to watch as a fan. I, I agree. I think yeah, they they don't suck. I mean, they're either either way is fine I, for me. I, I probably you I, probably feel that way because the White Sox were so no. pathetic in both of them. No, no. I, mean, I, I just think eighteen it's innings a, is a lot. It is, and I also think I want. The, you guys I both mean, watched eighteen innings. I did. Mark? I mean, I have nothing else to do. We have children. What else? What else are we gonna do? Um, Don't like the, work. Yeah, you work from home. The um, I oh, skipped the, the game on Thursday. Is the game I skipped? <laughs> the imaginary runner on second, I want. I'm all for. I'm. I'm just over that. But I'm definitely for the seventy doubleheaders. Well, I, I, they just do it wrong. I mean, yes. like the extra shortening the extra inning games is fine. Just load the bases. Start with load the bases with one out, and it the, it becomes more of a baseball game than just a bunt them over, get them in. Like you, you just put the offensive team. At such a, such a disadvantage by the way they do it now, or just do it in starting the like at least give them the tenth to have a regular inning maybe, like give them one more I mean, inning, and then you see, can yeah. do. Well, so that's like that's you're gonna get me on a let's do whole it another gotta, thing. But that's the same football. argument as the overtime thing in football. Yeah, is that both guys? It, it doesn't matter. You're making <laughs> you're making these arbitrary endpoints. You know, so, really so quick, like yeah, we'll the, play one more inning. We'll, you know, we'll play one more quarter. It's all arbitrary. What you you play a regulation game. So really, right. quick, they're testing this in one of the independent leagues this year, and I love this. It's basically a sudden death extra inning rule, 
and the home team or the away team gets to decide. So if you're the home team and it's tied, you could decide, do I want to hit or do I want to pitch? And if you, if you get three outs and you decide you want to pitch, you win. And if you decide you want to hit oh. and you don't score a run, the away team wins. So it's sudden death, but the home team gets to pick what they want to do, which I think would be fun strategy. Like, okay, we have, I like, that. we just had a, I, a long road I, trip. I don't want to use any more pitchers. Let's just, I just want to try to hit the guys will be swinging for the fences. I, It'll be more fun. I like it more strategically. I would hate it with Tony LaRusso as my manager. <laughs> I would, I think I would every game, if I was the home team, choose to hit. I think it's what I would do. Wait, wait, wait. And you start with the bases empty? Yes. Every game? No. Or no, you, no, no I'm sorry. You started, it's the same thing. Guy in second. Okay. Ooh. So you got to decide, and do I trust my strikeout bullpen well, to get out of this? If I, you know, just hypothetically speaking, if I had a $54 million closer, I would choose to pitch. I would choose. I mean, you well, have to. I, I, I mean, like the problem. In, in the problem is not here's the problem. Here's like this is just me. The problem is eventually everyone realizes you bunt them over, bunt them in, and the game's over. Maybe you ban the bunt in extra innings. Like slow pitch softball. Yeah, home run, home run uh, rules. No more home runs after. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't three. hate. I mean, I don't hate any of it. Like they can eliminate the runner on second. They have to change it because it's very clearly favoring the away team. Yeah. Um, just by stats. And I I, I just think that adding – just load the bases and eliminate stats after the ninth inning. Like, just eliminate them, all of them. No or hitting stats, do, no pitching stats. Just do ties. Nothing. Just do ties. Well, oh, well. Hey, I'm okay with ties. You get a – then there's weird tiebreakers. I'm all for chaos, so let, let's do it. I'm fine with ties. Uh, but Casey's fine with ties too. Team ties. Ties ties win. Like are we are we talking eliminate the guy in second and after twelve innings it's a tie? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think three mornings or two mornings is plenty. If you can't score, I'm sure the teams would like it too. It's hot. It's August. We want to keep playing. It is weird that they did the twenty eight man rosters in April and still did the Manfred man. It you know, I yeah, I think the goal of you know of shortening extra innings is to save pitchers, but there's just so many pitchers on the roster right now. Anyway, but mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, so the Sox lose all three games in Cleveland, including the doubleheader. Uh, Wait, we didn't talk about. I want, I, want, I, want more, I, I want one more thing on Thursday. Wait, what was Cease was Ceases. Friday? Yeah, no, Cease was Thursday. Oh, Cease was Thursday. Yep. Yeah, Cease, mm-hmm. Cease wasn't very good. I, I'll let you guys get on that. I want one thing because I didn't watch this, and Tyler, I want to get you talking on this but the base running gaff with Lurie and Robert that happened yeah I I don't know I don't I mean and we also it could have been like it's all of them it's Lear it's Robert it's maybe Joe it's we we don't know who got the bad read right like at at a certain point I don't for our so really quick before we keep going recap what happened so yeah so that's what yeah absolutely so uh, runner on first and second. Leary's at, at first. Roberts at second. Jose hits a ball, a pretty good shot down the right field line. It's drifting. One of the worst right fielders in baseball, Fran Mel Reyes, is chasing it down. Um, he misses, and Robert takes off. He's half tagging. He takes off for third. Leary follows him because he thinks that Robert's going to easily score. And Robert's gunned down at the plate by, you know, 30 feet. Now, I don't know who got the bad read, if it was Robert or Joe McEwing. One of them, either Robert didn't read it or Joe McEwing told him to tag. One of them 
when you are struggling to score runs as much as the White Sox are, you have to be willing to take that chance that getting a guy from second to third to then hit another sack fly just isn't worth it. Um, and even if even if Ranmil Reyes makes the play, Robert could have been halfway down the lineup towards yeah. third, went back, tagged up, and still made it to third. It's a bad read. Um, Leary also needs to realize that once he once it's there, you kind of gotta just wait. I mean, you're going to get to third, right? If 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 Robert gets waved home, making that out at third it is what it is. Especially with, I, and we also don't know what's Jose going. What's Jose forcing Leary to go? Like those are things that we're, we're we just yeah. didn't see the Lurie whole the whole field. As much as I want to blame that on Leary and everyone on Twitter and in the universe did. I, I, it's on Robert, in my opinion. Like it just is. from the knowledge that I have from seeing. Now it could have been on Joe too. Like I, I'll, I'll give yeah. Robert that out. That if Joe sent sent him back, but Robert has to read that. I mean, yeah. the chances of Franmil Reyes making that play. It's not. It it's not necessarily the chance of who's out there making the play. That's more the. It's not really Robert's thing to think about. It's the base coaches, but. Uh, no, it is. No, it's definitely Robert's thing to mm, think about. Like that's Scott. Like you have to know. Yeah, absolutely. You have to know who's in right field. You, you do, think, but it's no. that's that's where you rely on your coaches for to think about. It. He's not necessarily thinking about that. In this case, like you said, Lurie is at first base, so he's not tagging up. So of course he's he's drifting as far as he can, with being confidently being able to get back to first if it's caught. And he was pretty far over. Um, and you made a oh, good yeah. point about Jose. Well, he being knew right it wasn't going to be caught. You don't. You keep saying that, but you don't know that. You can't assume he wasn't close. It's not going to be caught. Okay, right. So that's that. That's why Lurie was probably drifting so far. So that's well, that's what I'm saying. So like Robert. he. So if if Leary knew that it wasn't going to be caught, Luis should know it wasn't going to be caught. Yeah. Even if right. Co- correct. But I don't know why Robert was. If he was again, if he's playing for the tag up there, I don't think that's the right play anyway because he's fast enough where he's going to score on most singles right. anyway yep. right he doesn't for need that? to be on third yeah. yeah he doesn't have to be on third unless you're playing for sack fly which i get because of course no one can score it was just another thing to pile on to the shit the white Sox, that was yeah. this week. The white Sox do lead mlb in getting thrown out at home which is just you know it's just another <laughs> ingredient just, i don't know i know but i'm just second, saying i'm curious who's second behind them because they're, they're at six who's who's behind them is it someone like don't. five? I'm just curious. You, oh, I'll give you a second oh, oh yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was four or five. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, when I when I pulled it up on Saturday after they got, or no, Sunday yesterday when they got thrown out at the plate, uh, they had five at the time. Sunday was their sixth, uh, and somebody had four. But no, it's just a you know we we talked last week on the pod that yeah. a lot of the fundamental stuff was going pretty well. Um, defensively, we, so they were our the fault. bases really well. It's they our fault. Aggressive. They, like shit, <laughs> they were aggressive on the bases. Um, and then this week just was the complete inverse of that. I mean, Robert got thrown out stealing. It's our, the, I think, the only time the White House has gotten uh, thrown out stealing so far this season. But then all the plays at the plate have gone just not their way. And, I, you know, I think the play on Sunday was way better than this play that we've gone over that happened on Thursday, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think my... Um, I, I think, you know, I kind of lamented on this last week that when the Sox punted on two opportunities to take a sweep, this is why. I mean, this was this was exactly what I said last week. You have to win those games. So when you lose games that you should win, 
you know, you're you're they cancel you're, you're in a better situation. I mean, the so- you cannot leave games on the table that you can win. And this is why when you have a losing streak, it doesn't hurt as much. Now the Sox are behind the eight ball. And, you know, we keep talking about how and we can talk about how the Sox are one game better or one game worse than they were last year. But the problem is every team in the division is better. Every team that the White Sox beat up on last year is better. And, yeah. and I don't know if we're – everyone has to realize that. You need to start winning some games. That You can't win a division in April, but you can lose it. And they're on their way. I'm not convinced that the other AL Central teams are much better than they were last year. I, how? In what, because in look what at the capacity? records. Look how they're playing. Look at the record. The Guardians went to New York and got their asses handed to them. The Yankees like, are great okay, at home. Okay, that's fine. But again – it's this. We're looking at the, and the season. Guardians whooped our ass. They did. You know, they yeah. they did. But they beat up Dallas Keuchel, and then the Sox couldn't score any runs. So like, this Buxton is just this is, is just the, the offense coming of Willie this Mays. Is, this is just the offense having a really terrible, terrible week. And there's a ton of issues. I'm not saying there's not, especially with the lineup construction, especially with yeah. how the players are being managed, and especially with I don't know what the hell is going on with making dumb plays in the field. We didn't even talk about Jose's attempt to throw someone out at home. Well, we'll get to that. Like, right. It's just so, dumb like, things that are happening. Not, not only is the, the attempt from Jose at home dumb, it's the fact that Graveman's in no no man's land. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and that's that's the bigger in my opinion, as bad as Jose's that's throw fundamentals, was, yeah. He he doesn't know not to throw home, so why isn't anyone communicating with him on that? And Graveman's not backing up the play properly. As you know, we saw Reese McGuire save a run earlier in the in the game in that game. But I mean, Tim shouldn't have he, thrown that ball. You know, I, there's right, and there's I get why. Wait, like, I get why. I get why Tim throws the ball, right? Because you're trying to save the tying run from scoring, right? Like you, it's Tim's throw. While he probably shouldn't have thrown it, I understand why because the tie, you're trying to prevent the tying run from scoring, and Jose needs to recognize that it's offline and get in front of it and make the play. I mean, yeah. he needs to make the play and not they, let it get by him. And I don't really know what he was. The runner Doing? hit his glove, right? He well, he just kind of like, yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it was just a you need to get in front of that ball. You need to go out and get that one. Like once it's offline and you're not making that play, go get the ball so your the runner can't hit your glove. Yeah, but yeah, it's, that's like yeah, it was, that's it was, first base. I mean, it was one, just yeah. a yeah. I mean, it was just a defensive breakdown of epic proportions. All right, do we want to go to Minnesota? That was Minnesota, right? That was Friday that yes. we just talked about. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we're, we're unfortunately this week because of the crappiness that was the week of games and there's no real highlights other than, I mean, I guess we talk about one. We could talk about Michael Kopech and his start in Minnesota. So he went five innings, gave up only three hits, struck out seven. Kopech was, was awesome. Awesome. And he was yeah. incredible. This is something, and he didn't look afraid either, which And this is, is something, great. yeah, that we, we, of course, everyone's worried about, and you know, I'm just, I'm guilty of it. The same thing when I watch Chris Sale pitch all the time. Like, when's he going to get hurt? When's something going to come off? But he's looking really good, and I don't, I'm trying to pull up his pitch. I don't have it handy, but the seven strikeouts, 83, and, 83 pitches, uh, 53 strikes. That's great. I mean, it's not great that he only he threw 83 over five. You like to maybe go six with that, but him going over 60, 70 pitches and and not looking fatigued at all was a really good sign to see, so that was great to watch. And, again, I love the seven strikeouts. And with the Sox defense being as suspect as it is, and I'm sure it has been, the strikeouts are, are a huge thing to, to have and to hang your hat on. So that's and at least they, a positive. They put 
the outfield behind him that game. Thank God he struck out seven guys because the outfield behind him that game was Vaughn, Paula coming off injury and Sheets. So mm-hmm. thankfully that didn't bite them. It did not. What did bite him was only scoring one run and then again losing the game in the eighth inning Bundy, yeah. on throwing and the badness and everything else. And then, wait, no, and then there was more. No, then, there was more. There was a there lot. Was the ninth, the ninth inning. Oh, yeah, let's talk yes. about So where Tony decides I'm not going to pinch it, my catcher, who, or for my catcher. What? what your I defensive, your defensive specialist catcher. Right. Is up. Bases loaded. You did not want to pinch hit him because he had good swings that day, according to Tony's presser. He was one for which, four. I I don't know. I, I mean the short the small sample size stuff, I mean that's the, the most ridiculous stuff that Tony spouts. You know, the day before he when he uh hit Lurie second, he said it was because he's hit three eighty five off of Zach Plezak in like fifteen at bats. I you know, that's what I'm talking about, like you're not even acknowledging anyone's intelligence that you're talking to because right. that doesn't That's, matter. It doesn't. You, you know who right. uses you, can start. Bat, you know who uses batter versus pitcher stats and fantasy baseball players really shitty ones because that doesn't mean anything. That sample size is small. So he's either again just not not like acknowledging anyone else's intelligence that he's talking to, or he's dumb himself and actually using that because he shouldn't be. Right. It's, I, right. Wish I think we come, agree. If it's, I if wish he would like, come out one, one more point. I wish he would come out and say something. Like, if he came out and said, Zach Plezak throws primarily sliders and Lurie Garcia is really good from the left side against sliders. Beautiful. That's yeah. great. I, You know, I'll accept that. That's fine. Right. It's, it's, you know. it's different if he's 10 for 15 with three or four home runs, right? Like, that's a guy that that's a guy that just crushes him, right? Like, if if... Lear was 10 for 15 with three home runs and just absolutely just like shits on Zach Plezak. Fine. Bat him in the lineup. That's, that's like a decision you can make in the lineup, but you're not, you're going to tell me that you trust Lear Garcia more than you trust Jose Abreu to bat third against Zach Plezak. Cause nobody should nobody. And like, and that's the problem is just like nobody in their right mind would do this, and he does it. Like, everyone, it was the laughing, one of my friends who's a Tigers fan messages me and goes, this is a joke, right? Like, this isn't, like, this was a mistake. This isn't actually happening. And I go, no. I had to, like, tell him, I was like, no, this is, this is, this is the real, the real deal. I mean, this, it's embarrassing. When I, and we can say, oh, yeah, Tony's, you know, if I hear one more time that Tony's a Hall of Fame manager and nobody else matters, I'm gonna lose my. I'm gonna lose it because I think it's you've already lost it. Insane. I don't think it's gonna well, cause you to lose so, it. I think you've already. So here's lost it. here's one thing that I thought about it. So okay. we talked about this a lot last year, Steve. That I think that he really does have something against pinch hitting. Uh, you know, he doesn't use pinch hitters often. He doesn't like to use his bench, which is interesting because he won multiple World Series in the National League, right? At least, yeah. I mean, he won one. Yeah, uh, whatever. He won. He won a, he's a World Series winning manager in the National League. When you need to use your bench every single game, uh, you know that is part of the job. So you should be incredibly comfortable with that. Know how to handle your reserves in those situations. Like, fine, I'm, you know, I am fine with treating Yaz with kid gloves, especially early on. I like Reese McGuire a lot. I like him behind the plate. That's fine. We're going to give him those off days. But you know what, Yaz should have been doing all game on Friday. He should have been studying Emilio Pagan's cutter in the clubhouse all game long 
just watching videos of it over and over and over again. And if he had a situation where he could come up in the ninth inning against Emilio Pagan, which he had two because he could have hit for Reese, he could have hit for Berger, then he's ready. He's ready right. to go. And he is the guy who has the biggest contract you've ever given in your franchise history, and you let him sit on the bench and do nothing in that situation. That's yeah, maddening. Right. And it's at, you know, I, I, I get the idea that you don't want Yaz to catch, right? And you don't even want to put him back in the game as a catcher. Then bat him for Jake Berger. Like it, it didn't have to be for McGuire, which yeah. is the, the smarter move. Put him in for Jake Berger. Or like, Who or he do said s- again, had good at bats that day, which he did not. And he hasn't. Burgers looked like crap lately. Yeah. Burger, Burger might be the guy they send down. I mean, he's True. looked. Yeah, he's well, I think he'll stick brutal. up until Moncada comes back. Is my guess is he'll still I, he'll be around. I mean, I I, I, I hope not. I mean, he's yeah, he's terrible. I mean, he's he's not playable. So I don't. Well, there's, there's no Larry Garcia and he bats third third. So, yeah. all right, let's go to the next game where the Sox lose again. This time, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I've got the wrong game up here. Yeah, they lose nine to two, the blowout, and this was Vince Velasquez. Basically, being generally what he's been his most of his career, went three and a third, gave up five runs, eight hits. Uh, a couple, uh, he did strike out six though, so he's got that going for him over at Dallas. Guy can strike a few guys out, but I guess it wouldn't have really mattered who pitched because the Sox only scored two runs again this game, uh, only but, one until the sixth inning. So, just I don't you, know, but you're offense. killing the team. You, you when Vince, like guys like Vince Velasquez and Dallas Keuchel start. It, it's a mentality thing where you get behind early, you know the game's over. And we can tell, we can say that, oh, yeah, these guys are professional hitters and they should be able to handle this. But they very clearly cannot. I mean, well, they're, they're prof- that's why it's the game's games. over. I mean, we're, you're just making giant generalizations there saying they can't come back after they're being down. Of course they can. It's just well, this, is can, a, this is a, a pattern over the past week and it sucked. Well, and, maybe, well, I obviously, Tony doesn't think they can. Right, like he he pulled Tim Anderson in the fifth inning or sixth inning. Yep. He admitted the game was over. So you can't tell me that I'm making a generalization when the manager is the one doing it. So we agree with Tony now, or we don't agree? I'm I'm lost. I, I can have an agreement okay. with Tony. Like like it's not like I have to disagree with everything he says because I think he's an idiot. Like <laughs> a, a broken clock's right twice, two times a day. I mean, you can't tell me that I did, I didn't I thought it was too early. To pull Sam Anderson, um, me and Casey were, were were talking about that during the game. You can't pull him there. We thought but, he got pulled for like punishment he, because said, he had no, a right. no. He said he said he had to take a dump. That's what they didn't no, say no, that? I know, I know, but we didn't know that in the moment. Is my, right. my point? And he had an error. He had another error in that game, and I thought he got pulled for punishment. Didn't, and didn't you Tony know, say he pulled him so he could play the next day. He did. No, and he didn't. You he know, didn't and no, we he didn't even... say he pulled him be- so he could play oh. the next day. He said he pulled yes, he did. He absolutely yes, he did. did. He, he well, no. He, well, no. hold on, hold on. If we want to say exact, exactly his phrasing was, Tim was going to sit on Sunday, and now because I pulled him in the fifth inning, he can play. Yeah, but he pulled that him was... not because the game was over. He said he pulled him because he was having stomach issues. Yes, yes, yes. So that's yeah, different no, 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 than yeah. pulling him because you think the game's over. Um, either way... Uh... It, yeah, we don't really know all that. But um, the other thing that, though, that we do need to mention is Tim has this suspension that's sitting I think on that's Manfred's desk somewhere. I think that's. I, I mean, I guess. I, I mean, 
But well, my my other point that I want to make is that if Tim was sick, why is he playing when he can just serve the suspension and get it over with? Don't they not get paid for those games? Yeah, but the, yeah absolutely. But the organization can play the fine. Can they? Is that legal? Yeah, of course they can. Yeah. I don't yes. think that's how that goes. I don't think the organization can pay the fine of a player. Otherwise, why would a player care if they get fined? Because the organization doesn't have to do it. I don't think that's allowed. Someone's going to. What, what NBA player paid for the opponent's fine? I mean, that's a different league. Don't the Braves? Don't the Braves also like potentially pay guys under the table? So, like, come on, you can't tell me that Jerry Reinsdorf can't pay the fine. I mean, regardless of that, I, I mean, the, I I mean he's going to get I mean, fine. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking can't. about him not getting a game check if he doesn't play a game. Sure, but which is different. But I'm sure, sure he's going to get fine. There's the reason I say I, don't, I think he's going to overturn is because on Twitter there's been a bunch of responses, basically sh- examples of guys giving the bird and not getting suspended and just having to pay a fine. So I'm sure that's what will happen unless there's unless he's done this before and I've forgotten about it. Uh, well, he used the per the profanity yeah. last year. That's well, why he, he had suspended. to sit the first two games. Or... No, no, that was a different incident. No, uh, that was the fight. Yeah, that was a Tiger fight. Unrelated, the be- <laughs> the best rant in probably a long time, Kyle Schwarber to Angel Hernandez, Sunday Night Baseball. Awesome. I've watched it like 10 times. And did you guys see the edit of someone dubbed the audio over the guy arguing about with his friend about The Wizard of Oz? No. Have you seen no, that? You know the video I'm talking about, right? Where yes, he's like, dude, absolutely. she came in a bubble. Someone synced the You're audio. You're telling me that I'm wrong? Someone synced the audio perfectly with it. I and it is amazing. I think I retweeted it on the account at Concourse Pod. It's amazing. Okay. Grow up, bro. <laughs> you grow up. Like, it's, whoever did it, 10 out of 10 stars for you this week. So That, that, that was awesome. By <laughs> in the midst of I all wish, this misery, Kyle Schwarber gave was me. on the white side. <laughs> Me too. Kyle Schwarber gave me oh, gave me some love. Although Phillies fans are not Phillies fans. Um, yeah, Phillies fans. One of my friends in Philadelphia. He's not. They're not fans of him as of yet. I'm like, do you guys not know what he is? He strikes out and hits home runs. Like that's what he does. And he's awful <laughs> defensively. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's what he does. But anyway, uh, we, we didn't go. So yeah, we didn't talk about Eloy. So this. Yeah, is the I game, guess the now game. is the time to talk about. So yeah, Eloy. I went into this game. After Friday's debacle with the ninth inning crap, saying I am just going to sit and not get mad at this game and just try to enjoy a baseball game on Saturday. And what happens in the? I don't remember what inning it was. It was early. Um, yeah, Eloy does something that we've seen time and time again with the White Sox players. Adam Eaton did it several times. I, I don't get the stretching to the back. Now, the one thing that I will say, and this is a, maybe a little bit tinfoil hat on, is that. I, what I noticed is the day before they DH'd Eloy and <clears throat> because of his hurt foot, he fouled the ball off his foot and then he was on second in the ninth inning. He hit that double in the ninth inning, the famed ninth inning that we talked about, and they immediately pulled him for a pinch runner, which tells me that they're not really confident with his foot at that point. And then I was very surprised when the lineup came out Saturday morning and he was put in left field because I figured he was hurting, so why would they put him in the outfield? And then he tries to leg out this infield, you know, what would have been an infield single on Saturday. Now, I did say I blame the player as much as I blame the team because if he is hurting, he shouldn't be trying to leg out an infield single because he is not that type of player. But the team should also be telling him not to, and the team should also be not be putting him in the outfield if he is hurting. So I think there are multiple culprits. It could be nothing, but I just, it was weird that I like, when I saw that lineup, the first thing that popped in my head was how in the world is Eloy playing left field with the way they were handling him the day before? 
I think that the the thing that came into my mind as soon as that happened was the day before when Stone, and I'm sure eventually the coaching <laughs> yeah, staff, yeah, yeah. got on top of Aloy for not hustling out a routine ground ball that, for whatever reason, the Twins tried to cut down. I think it was Leary at second and didn't beat it and then um, got Aloy by a, a half a step. And the White Sox broadcast was just all over him for not hustling out ground balls. Can we... You don't have to. This is the MLB. This is not Little League. You don't have to run out routine ground balls anymore. Like, as soon as they have it in the glove, you're, you're not beating it out unless they miss, they overthrow it, right? So, like, just just stop trying to do it. Like, if they if they miss the throw, they're going to miss the throw. You do not need to lunge for the bag. It's it's not worth it. It's not going to work. So, it's terrible baseball. And it happened twice this week because Robert did it too, right? I wasn't watching the play that happened in Robert, but it was the same thing. So best case scenario, Eloy's out. And Leary too, right? Yes. Best case yeah, scenario, Eloy's out. right, yeah. Eloy's out about two months. That's the 100% best case. Of course, tomorrow there's a press conference. We're going to let us know if he's going to need surgery or not. If he needs surgery, maybe September. No before bueno. He'll come back, yeah. So... In the interim, what is the what's the plan for let's say let's say first off best case there's two months, are they going to bring somebody up? Are they going to make a trade? Are they going to what are they going to do? Because that's a big part of the lineup you were counting on. Just like last year, is going to be gone. Can't, yeah, can't make yeah, a trade you, at this point. No, uh, you know, Conforto was the rumor that came out immediately, but then shoulder it came surgery. out like the next yeah. day that he had shoulder surgery. He's not going to play at all this season. He's going to try to make it back for some team next year. I my initial thought, and I am an Adam Engel lover, but I would play Adam Engel every day. That's that's where I'd go. Yeah, I th- I think you yeah. almost it's, it's well okay. So you're gonna play Adam Engel with a Engel's you're playing also, with a platoon with sheets, right? Engel's also like been hurt a lot too. Be, Somewhat, so. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's what it's gonna be. Right? I, I it's gonna be a platoon a platoon for a batting spot because then you're either gonna play Engel and right and uh, Pollock and left and DH Vaughn, or you're going to put uh, Sheets at DH, Pollock and right, and um, and Vaughn and left, or Vaughn at second. Well, then you're then we're then we're getting weird, which Let's I get would nuts. love. Want to get I nuts. mean, like you have to like that's the thing. Like at a certain point, shake it up. I mean, like with t- you're, you're not winning with too, what you're I mean. doing. I I would love to see them just try to play Vaughn at second and. See what especially see what like happens. with someone like Vince Velasquez, who's pretty much strikeout fly ball. Do we really care who's playing second base? I don't. Yeah, I don't care. If you're so afraid, he's strikeout fly ball. Afraid of if you're so afraid of Andrew Vaughn not at playing second base, just play Jose at second base. I don't care. I don't care who it is. For the record, yeah. I uh, when I played baseball, like I'm an outfielder. But when in a pinch, I could play second because it's not that hard. Like it's clearly, it's not like it's hard. It's hard to get yeah. like if a ball gets smoked to you, like oh god, I'm gonna die. But it's the easiest. Andrew Vaughn's a, right. <laughs> Andrew Vaughn plays first base. Those balls get hit a lot harder at first base. Yes, than second and, base. Yes, and you yeah. got to pick baseballs and, and you know all this other stuff. And just tell Tim, Mike Tim don't expect to flip it over there. Just, right. Like just <laughs> say Tim, move. like you might have to run over to second base every single time. Yes. Like and that's yeah. fine. 
Yes. And or let's get more nuts. Let's put Vaughn at third base, Moncada back at second base. Let's just get crazy when he comes back. I mean, that's I, a common thing. That's I, it, it's an interesting thought, and I, I just don't think it'll happen because I haven't seen any signs of it being a possibility. And I just they, don't think Vaughn can play third any better than he can play second. So yeah, but I, I'm more against or not not a I'm not against it. I'm just more um, in disbelief that would ever happen because I don't see Moncada going back to second. You yeah, me neither. I, I, I'm also willing to like give Josh Harrison another chance when he gets yeah. healthy. Like, I think that's like a fine path as well. Like, we but you we, can't we play just like Harrison and Lurie at the same time, but you can play. I, I mean, I'd rather have Harrison than Lurie in the lineup. You know, Harrison, Lurie, and Mendick are all a little bit redundant, but you can't have them all in the lineup at the same time. I mean, that's right. why they're redundant. All right. So, are we going to go to the another discussion? Pretty hot discussion online after the Sox lost. Uh, in extra innings to the Twins on a walk-off home run by our Casey's favorite player, Liam Hendricks, gives up a home run in the 10th oh, inning. I'm going to say my favorite player is Byron Buxton. Well, I, him too. I do love, I do love Byron Buxton. Him too. All right, so the situation, <laughs> first base is open, game's tied in the 10th inning, of course, extra innings, 3-1 count, and everyone's thinking, why doesn't Liam just walk him? Casey and I, I think, were the only two people online I saw were like, no, I'm fine with pitching to him. Like, get a strikeout. I don't I don't like loading the bases with Liam up there when he's been wild and not being able to throw a strike. You're supposedly a elite closer, and he was, I guess, technically the best closer in the league last year. Strike the guy out or give him to fall out or pop up or do something. Get him out. Um, that was my thought on it. Casey, what was yours watching in real time and then post, post-game? Well, so what happened that was very interesting is, like, the bat. Not the bat right before, because was he homered off of Bummer? It was, right? the, it was his last at bat yeah. in the seventh. Yeah. Yes. So, we, and they pitched to him, and a lot of people were asking for him to be walked at that point too. Yeah, Bummer gave up and the home run. I had tweeted out that um, Arias scares me just as much as Buxton. I, I mean, I'm saying that a little bit tongue in cheek, but my point is that Arias is just a he's a singles hitter and you know when when the twins needed a single at the time because i think at that time it was tied mm-hmm. i mean he scares me just as much and at least at that point it was buxton against yeah graveman and it wasn't I, the Sox were up by one okay then yeah protecting a one-run lead i yeah i wanted to protect the lead at the time um i, I did not want to walk buxton to get to arias and then the, the same thing happens in the ninth inning granted first base was open at this point but i'm i was still very scared of arias and I'm going to make the point again that Liam Hendricks is the closer, and he is he's in there for strikeouts. I mean, that's obviously what he was in one of the best. I mean, almost a 50% strikeout rate last year. You just hope he can strike out Buxton, and that's kind of your only hope at that point. You have to strike out Buxton, and you and he tried, and it didn't work. Um, now, another thing that I do want to add to that is, was he hurt at the time? And did the White Sox not do enough to check on that? You know he was already he was up to thirty pitches at that point as well. I don't think anyone was warm. I didn't see um, any no, no notification of anyone being warm. It would have only really been Ruiz at the point at the time. I don't know if I would have. I mean, if he was hurt and on thirty pitches, and you were debating the pitch to Buxton, I'm more up to go get Ruiz, then walk Buxton, and then pitch a rise. So my question, Casey, you're you're saying. You so you would walk Ariz after you get Buxton out? No, 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 no. 
Because it, it, there was only one out. So, so you're, I mean, like, I guess, like, my point is, like, you're going to walk one of them, right? No, I, not I with said, two outs. No, no. I'm saying I didn't want, I, I would not have walked anyone with Liam. I'm saying if you brought in Ruiz, I would have walked Buxton and tried to read. Well, but, like, you're, I guess my point is, like, if you get, even if you strike Buxton out, a single beats you. Like, with Ruiz. Because, like, Buxton yeah, was yeah. hitting with one out. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, guess like my my biggest get, my biggest I, you're not going to double up either or you're not going to double up Ruiz either. I mean that was another thought in my mind. I mean, One because Liam hit, doesn't really get many well, ground right? balls and two he, right. he he's kind of speedy, yeah. I mean, but I guess like my point is like you're really trying to get to Polanco there like one way or another. So like when I I don't mind not trying I don't I don't think you necess- you don't, you need to intentionally walk Buxton there. But when you're down 3-1 in the count Throw a pitch outside yeah. the zone. If he chases and you get to three two, attack him. Well, I'm sure you don't that's what, Gra- that's what Graveman that did because the wild oh. pitch. Well, before the reason there was guys on second third is because of the wild pitch. Before yeah. that, so I, that's another reason why I didn't want to load the bases but because I was like, well, you can throw you can throw a fastball out of the zone though. You don't have to throw. A Maybe he was trying ball. to. Maybe he was trying to and just missed the spot. I mean, by eighteen inches. I mean, it was middle middle. He threw that dead red, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, hard, I mean, again, I don't think he's like, I'm not going to walk you and throw him as hard as I can try to hit it. Well, that's the did. problem. Like, because he, he was afraid to walk him. My point is, he should have been afraid to, pull to throw up a strike. Lost that he was down at all. Yeah. I, I, I guess my point is, you don't need to walk him, but like, there's a, a, a medium somewhere in between. Like, understand that you're not going to give him a pitch to beat you. And I, I mean, one way or another, even back to back walks, and you're still you're you're still playing what you're you're playing for the a tie. Then I don't think that you were in the situation that you even back to back walks, and then you're getting to Polanco and Kepler. You know, like it's in a hairy situation, and and part of that is um, the Sox need to score more than one run in mm-hmm. the the tenth. There, I mean, it's not ideal, and what? So we went. Um, Sano started that inning with an out, correct? He fouled out, and then he, he swung three zero. <laughs> and then they walked. Walking Godoy was just the 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 absolute backbreaker because yep. at that point you walk Godoy and you're you 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 almost for sure at that point are then walking Buxton um, to get to arise because then you're even a base hit just ties the game, right? So. You're you're in good shape there, but you just can't you just can't walk him. I mean that that's the that's the backbreaker along with just bummer just being bad in April again. I mean it just seems to happen more times than not. Yeah, and Liam also bad in April. I'm just pulling up because I remember him being crappy last year, and I'm looking it up. So last year, the month of April, he had given up. uh, It looks like five total earned runs. And so far in April, he's what's up here is twenty. His total earned runs I mean, is five. So it's it's he's it's, tipping his pitches again. I mean, I, I saw the screenshot from somebody on Twitter, and it's some Jay, bozo Jay on Kuda. Twitter can yeah, yeah. some did. like just some guy on Twitter can well find that MLB teams are well. Are I mean, it's possible they told him it, but he's it's he's a habit. He's not breaking, and he's unconsciously doing it because when you're uh, sometimes you kind of go back to things that are uh, comfortable to you, even though they're not good. And that might be what he's doing right now is because he's not confident or he Casey's case, his back was a little tight. So he's going to something more comfortable. Hopefully he figures it out. Uh, he, we go to a lot so about Liam, sample size and yeah. history and history shows he will figure it out. 
And that's all we can really hope for is based on what he's done in the past is he'll figure it out. He had a crappy April last year. He's having a crappy April this year. Hopefully it's better as well, it goes along, just like it was last year. And here's some fun. Here's a fun fact. But Liam, what you said he had a crappy April. He was the reliever of the AL reliever of the month in May. So mm-hmm. last year. So yeah. he bounced back quickly, and that's no. what we definitely have to count on again happening. The, the Sox better get right fast. Because yeah, because it could May, slip away May easy. is going to be May is, unfun. May is tough. I mean, yeah, May is unfun. So It is, and again, I mean, and I know. Royals and Angels this week. I mean, I know we're going to get into the week to come, but yeah, yeah. you got to gotta win. <laughs> Especially. You got to win. You have to sweep. Five. <laughs> I think you got to sweep the Royals, like. Right off this bag, like I, I'm, and two out of three will be and fine, play for cute, the sweep, but God just you've got to play to sweep the Royals. <laughs> I mean, but tomorrow night's not going to be like you have Dallas going. It's not, but right, it's a the lefty. They these, have a lefty, don't don't they have Norris? No, they're they're going to throw um, Daniel Lynch, who's a lefty. But oh, that's what that's I meant. Lynch. I don't know why yeah. I said Norris. Yeah, yeah. It's the they, White Sox didn't face to, like a lefty like all. Weak, really. Teams right. know that the White Sox feast against lefties, and they're not good against righties. I mean, they're going to try to avoid. I mean, obviously, I mean, they're going to try to. If you're you're sweeping the Royals is not going to be this. I mean, you're the sweep against the Royals is what it's going to look like. You have Dallas pitching, so hopefully Tanner Banks is ready to go, and you have to you have to get out ahead early so Tony will play for a win. Then you're going to have you're going to need Dylan Cease to beat Zach Greinke, who's pitching really well. And then on, on Thursday, in an afternoon game, you, Michael Kopech's going against Brad Keller, and Brad Keller's good. I know White Sox fans hate him. He's he's good. So that's not – I mean, if I told you – if if I told you we were having this conversation on Friday and the White Sox got swept, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I winning two out of three, I think, is a fine goal. Um, and, then you're, and then you're going to the Angels. You are going to avoid Otani, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're going to miss him. But, like – you're gonna you're gonna face Cindergard. You're gonna face door. these guys that can, you know, you should win. You should win Saturday, and anything's possible. Um, and then you're Gio. playing Lorenzen against Keuchel again. I mean, Dallas Keuchel's playing pitching starting in two of these games in these series, and I, I, Maybe. I don't know. There might be comes. I mean, it depends. If Dallas has a bad enough outing like he did against the guardians against Kansas city. It's just like, all right, we're going to have Lopez. Well, then, start. It's, then it's, no, well, then it's Cueto. Cueto. It's right. Cueto for Cueto Cueto too. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully fingers crossed guys. Just, it's like a softball, like a, it's like a slow pitch softball game where everyone swings so hard. They pop everything up. Maybe there's something like that because he's pitching so slow. I don't know, but that's one looking ahead. This series against the Royals, especially after losing seven in a row, you have to win tomorrow. Win Wednesday and then just and then don't punt on that day game Thursday, which seems like it's not a just a twenty. It's like a White Sox thing. Remember Jerry Manuel Sunday lineups? It was like a famous thing. Ozzy was a Sunday lineup. So was so was Jerry Manuel. I remember too. But like it was just a a thing that maybe every team does it. We just don't pay enough attention. Well, but Tony just does it four times a week. He's. (laughs) I think he's just it's double headers. It's the point now where he's just getting. I'm smarter than you. I'm going to prove to you. I'm going to will. Larry Garcia well, into being a good player, and it's just—he's a fine utility player. He's not—he's just not good as an everyday player. He's bad. <laughs> well, I, I will bring up the conspiracy theory that was flying around Twitter this week. Oh God, I'm, I don't want to give it too much airtime, but that you know that it was a yeah, like a 
put it on the table, you know, again, Tony against Rick on playing Lurie more. And that's what led to him moving Lurie up in the lineup, which totally backfired for Tony. I cannot see that possibly being true. I don't think that's a, uh, a, a conversation that happens 15 games into the season. I think that's a conversation we would have later, much, much later on. So, What do you guys think it would take for – the Sox aren't firing Tony. What, what would it take for him to quit? Like how many games do they have to lose for him to be like, I don't think his ego what? will ever let him quit. I don't yeah, think what so. What if he just Coach K's it? But well, Coach okay, K made it help. to the – Pretty far in the NCAA tournament, you didn't go out a no, loser. But every time it, Coach K, every time Coach K has a bad team, he yeah, just yeah, yeah. gets migraines. And that, he, he's yeah. done for the year. Or who? Urban has Meyer a back like, surgery. Urban Meyer leaves for his family health, or yeah. his, and then he goes and coaches and gets lap dances. Right. Maybe, but I mean, like maybe because like Tony, Tony. I mean, I think he's here to win a World Series, right? I mean, that's the only yeah. reason that he's an eighty-year-old manager managing in the MLB right now is to come and win a World Series. So if he were to think that this is not a World Series caliber team why would he be here <laughs> money i mean granted he's got nothing else better to do it's april <laughs> yes, like, he wasn't retired he was working like he wasn't know, just sitting I at know, home but he was working in the angel organization but and also uh, another few things to talk about is there any update on kelly coming up has anybody seen anything in him he should be back relatively soon i thought uh, I, I don't think he's as close as we were hoping yeah. for him to be. Well, I think he originally he was talking about, he's like, I'm not going to need much rehab, but yeah, he it sounds that. like he will. So sometime in May, hopefully he comes up, which could really help the back end of the bullpen a lot, I think. If you have I think him, it will help the, the, front, I, the, the front end. Well, when I say and, back, I mean sixth inning and later, I think. like, like him, I, come, I, I'm worried about Palmer. I know that we said it's an April thing, but this is different. I mean, he's getting hit hard. He wasn't hit hard really at all last year. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's and he's walking uh, every leadoff hitter. So do we think it's a psychological thing because he's just not getting at, at the beginning of the year? He just wasn't getting the. I mean, it was the bummer luck again, and he's just like, screw this. I'm gonna just try and strike guys trying out because. Or yeah, he's trying to pinpoint overthrow. things, and yeah, you know, he starts the inning against a lefty pretty much every single time he comes in because that's why he's brought in and he's walking them, and yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> you're you're brought in to get that first lefty out. You have to, right. or else the inning's going to just spin out of the then, control. Like you almost have to at that point, like as a manager, adjust and have him face a righty before he faces a lefty. Like if that's if that's the case, there's it, it comes to a point where like if you're noticing this as a manager, you have to you have to make an adjustment as much as the players. And I'm so sick of. Everyone just giving Tony a pat on the back and a pass for the pl- – it's all oh, the players, it's the players, it's the players. If that's the case, just let me manage. Like, it's only the players. I don't know who you're like, following, but I haven't seen anybody giving Tony any types of pats on the back about anything this past week. I, I can I can pass you along <laughs> I don't, all of the – I don't want to follow those. I don't – don't do that. I don't want to follow those I mean, people. Casey, I think – Casey, <laughs> should I, I need to send Steve off the air. The, um, the, the I, other Tony? had called <laughs> – uh, not the not the other Tony, the other guy that was dumber than the other Tony. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. What other um, whatever algorithm you're using the, on Twitter, the guy, stay away from because they're showing you the all guy those. whose <laughs> handle is like Tony Hall of Fame manager or something like that. Like number one fan of Tony. Number is it one, one of the Guillens? Is it one of the Guillens? No, because well, this no. is funny because Gian. I did I did tell I did um, I did tweet at um, Ozzy Junior that. He is the dumbest person I met, and then Casey the next day said, "Well, I think we have some competition." So, um, <laughs> did you guys I, see on uh, the post game live or whatever pre game? They showed Ozzy's rant in April of two th- or May of two thousand eight, where they they lost eight in a row, 
And like Ozzy was so embarrassed by it because he's talking about it. First we were good, now we're dunk shit. So we're losers, we're, we're losers, right? And, and, and the press is just sad. They're awkwardly where he kept talking <laughs> for like seven minutes. And that's what he did. He was like, all right, our team sucks. I'm going to have everyone talk about me now instead of the players. So that was pretty funny. Well, that's what Tony does, but it's the um, he's not trying to do it. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Well, he's uh, he's got to figure something out, and hopefully the team figures something out. This homestand, uh, hopefully that we were talking about before this doesn't look like much weather issues as far as rain. Maybe Saturday, but it's kind of way too early to predict that. Uh, but just going to be chilly. Casey, how would you feel if Tim serves a suspension tomorrow and Danny Mendick is batting leadoff at shortstop? I would not be very happy about that. Yeah, Mostly because. Mostly, be, not 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 really even the Danny thing. Mostly because he should have served on Saturday. That that's the thing that no, that's the thing that would really bother me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I no, I I hundred percent agree. I really don't think he's gonna get suspended. That's my prediction. He's yeah, I mean, he had it. He had to be told by someone. You're not getting to appeal that. This. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he appeals everything. Well, every suspension he's had, he's appealed. But, he didn't. Did he appeal the one I, for this year where he got suspended the first yes. two games? Yeah, because it was three and it got down yeah. to two. I guess so. Why I, I don't know if there's ever been precedence for someone to have a one game reduced to a fine. I, I, I guess it has to happen, right? Sure, sure. I mean, I'm sure arbitrators from the union will say, look, here's examples of precedent in the past. And again, unless he's had an incident this before. Well, right. what's funny, you know, so the Miles Straw thing that happened, did you? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so is re- he go, go over that I really mean, quick. Really quick, go over he, what yeah, happened so, so people yeah. don't remember. So the Guardians got walked off by the Yankees on Saturday, and yeah, Gleyber Torres hit a home run in the 10th, I think. Um, and the Yankees fans just started throwing shit on the field and throwing things at the Cleveland outfielders, and they started yelling back, and Straw kind of climbed up the chain league fence a little bit. Which you was know, didn't do anything funny. I, I, thought, I thought it was awesome. I mean... Stick up for yourself, dude. Um, especially because I mean he's just yelling back, um, and and really kind of I, I think he was more just kind of trying to make a um, example of them, just saying like, look, this is happening. It's these fuckers like, right here. Yeah. Now, will he be suspended for that? I, I certainly hope not. But I, I mean, it's not exactly the same thing as Tim, but it, he, it's no, Tim it's getting the mad same at thing. fans. He said, yeah. "Hit me, at mother effer." Like yeah. there's a video. Of so him. it is. Same. One's a yeah. he, he, uh, one's a verbal non-verbal one. expression, and yeah. one's a verbal. So, right. It's and Kyrie thing. just Kyrie just did it multiple times in a basketball game and didn't get anything. So there's there's precedence of what Tim did and not getting any punishment. Mm-hmm. Also, like at a certain point, like fans should understand that there's consequences to things they say. Yeah, like if, if I yell, if I go and I yell at Brad Keller on whatever day he's pitching to uh, Thursday and he yells back at me. Perfect. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Like, like who cares? You're not physically throwing something. Have you heard? You don't want him it. suspended. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, I mean, I would love for him to be suspended, but not, yeah. not for, not for that reason. Yeah. For bias reasons. Yeah. All right. So just looking ahead, these are just looking at for everyone. Anyone's curious as of today, here's the pitching matchups for Kansas city. Uh, game one, Dallas Keuchel versus Lynch game two, Cease versus Granky and Game 3, Kopech versus Keller. Uh, then we've got the Angel Series, Velasquez versus Syndergaard. I can't say that for some reason. Lucas Giolito versus Suarez, and then Dallas Keuchel again. Hopefully, maybe not. Hopefully, Cueto's up by then uh, versus Lorenzen. So 
we'll see what happens. Uh, also, I'm sorry, there's a four-game set versus the Angels. Huh, I thought it was only three. Dylan Cease versus San Vidal. Oh, man, back-to-back -back day games? Sunday and Monday? What are they going to do? Wrap around day game, four game? And then we go to the Cubs? What the hell's happening? Tuesday and Wednesday? Didn't even realize they're playing the Cubs this early. They Yeah, well, the other games are... The, the, the Sox and Cubs are done before Memorial Day. The are Sox they, and Cubs play again on Saturday and Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, and then it's over. Oh, and it's a night game Saturday Memorial Day weekend. That is going to be the ultimate Ooh. show at Guaranteed Rate Field. Saturday a, night. Sunday day game might be worse. Because no one works Monday. No one works Monday. Yeah, but Saturday you've got all day to drink in the parking lot. It's not going to be pretty for either one. Both sets of my tickets have sold. Good, good, good call. Great. Excellent yeah. call. I'm. I will never go to one of those again. I'm too old to go to Cubs Sox games. As someone asked me, like, do you want to go? I'm like, I'm too old to go to those games anymore. Yeah, I'm. I was never young enough or old enough to do that. <laughs> like I missed the. I was at one point. Um, too young to go, and then immediately turned too old to go because mm -hmm. I went to one, and I will never do it again. I went to a couple. Um, I went to one where the, what was that? I think it was 2004, maybe, where they were down 8 nothing, and the Sox came back and won. So that was obviously great to be at. And I was at um, I was at the Damaso Marte walking in the game-winning run at Wrigley where the Sox got swept. And I was at a different one where one of the one of the Saturday night, like, Fox baseball games I was at where they won. So I've been to a couple, but not, not I was a at the one. I was at the Zambrano water cooler. Okay, I was not when he, when he fought the water cooler. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's that's great. So, touching up on these series, the Sox have to win five of seven yeah. for me to feel better about the teams. If they win four of seven and then go sweep the Cubs, fine. So, if, like, we're at nine games and they go, you know, seven and two, six and three over those um, next nine games. I'm feeling better about the team, but you have to start winning games. Like, I think it, 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 I'm feeling better if they score runs during these wins too. Like a yeah, three to three to one win, like is great. But I'm looking to feel better. I'm looking for a little bit of progress in offense. More yeah, than three definitely. runs would be nice. Just just throwing that out there. I'm hoping tomorrow can kind of open the floodgates because this is finally a lefty starter. The last time they faced a lefty starter, it was way back when they faced Robbie Ray, who's one of the best left-handed starters in the league, and they whooped his ass. So mm -hmm. uh, Daniel Lynch is no Robbie Ray. So go beat his ass worse than you beat. So Robbie's. so. Tomorrow, if Robert doesn't play, we fully support Danny Mendick at second base and Vaughn DH incorrect. So yeah. who's in? Oh, Pollock. So it, yeah. Wouldn't Ingle be in center? So wait. Pollock, no, no, if Robert Engel, is playing. Sheets? Sorry, oh, if, Robert oh, is playing. Oh, okay. if Robert is playing. Like, she's playing, not playing tomorrow is fine. Who, by the way, if, you Let's know, not I, have I pulled it up. Yeah. In, this, in these last six games, Gavin Sheets has the most, in, on that trip, the most played appearances. Um, it goes it's Gavin they Sheets. All righties, yeah. He played. He's the only one that played in all six games. Gavin Sheets, Abreu, Grandal, Anderson, and then Lier Garcia with more plate appearances than your best hitter in Andrew Vaughn. So that was cool. Last week Again. was the Andrew yep. Vaughn show. This week is the Everything Sucks show. But on the plus side, this week we talked a lot. Andrew Vaughn, we can still. This can be the Andrew Vaughn take two show because he was <laughs> again Andrew the best Vaughn. player in. We'll socks. just call it the Dead Eyes podcast. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, it, this obviously wasn't a fun week for anyone as a fan, but it was a fun show to have discussions and to share some things exactly kind of why feel certain ways and why decisions disagree with and kind of some reasoning behind it as opposed to Twitter, which is great. But when you have 
don't even know what the character limit is anymore on Twitter. Maybe Elon will put it back to, to one. Well, Elon will put it back yeah. to one forty. I think that's his first rule when he takes over. One, Elon back to one forty. One trillion. Yes, man. <laughs> if it goes that high, forty-five billion. I'm out. I saw something my buddy never talking. It was like. <laughs> We had MySpace and we left it like a bunch of assholes. You could put some tunes up there, share some pictures. But we left it like a bunch of assholes. Not forget what we deserve. So, uh, but looking forward to hopefully some runs, hopefully uh, good news tomorrow on Eli Jimenez. I guess the best possible news is no surgery required, can do rehab, comes back sometime in July. That's best case scenario. I, mean, I think best case scenario is right? Six weeks. He'll, he'll be out six weeks. Yeah. So a mid-June return is, you know, even a an Maybe. early June return is not off the table. Right. So yeah, he's got what, like a week and a half rehab games and then come back up? Yeah, well, it's possible. no, no. I think like, I think this out six to eight weeks is not like resume activities in six to eight weeks. It's he could be back in six weeks. Like, okay. I think we, I, I, four I, to six weeks is the injury, four weeks at yeah. best. And then one to two weeks. You might, you might be right. Games. I took it as before activities, but you could be right. You could be right. I guess we'll know officially tomorrow. We will see. Uh, before we wrap up, Casey or Tyler, I guess Tyler, you go first. Anything else to touch base on we missed this week? Maybe the Pirates giving up 21 runs and not scoring any. At least, at least that didn't happen no. this week. Anything um, around baseball, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I think that in high, in hopefully this is the low point of the season. And yep. that's going to be my uh, glass half full um, perspective, and that's all I'm going to say. That's the best case scenario if this is the low point of the season because it can't get much worse. Casey, what do you I, got? I, I hope, Tim, that it was just a fluke with the glove this week. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that was really, really weird. And maybe he had some stomach thing <laughs> that we heard about on Saturday, and that was making him – just not feel right out there. The weather was kind of goofy throughout the week, of course. Um, so uh, Tim needs to play great shortstop. And like you mentioned, if Harrison comes back, I, I love that double play duo when they're out there. So I'm, um, and I, I just want to see that uh, the the pizzazz that we saw in that um, that Robbie Ray game again when they were flipping double plays to each other. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And I think the only thing I have to say is they better win some games or it's going to be, I'm going to have to stay off the internet because I'm just going to be mad at everything all the time. But I do think that hopefully this is the low point of the season. That's a plus. Uh, another thing as far as glass half full, and Casey and I talked about this a lot last year was I'm, I trust the player leaders on the team to not let things go off the rails. Guys like Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Lucas Giolito, Grandal, I kind of trust them to keep the players together. And if it ends up being a mutiny in the coach or whatever, if that comes to it, then whatever. Uh, but as much as I don't necessarily think Tony provides anything, although we've only heard nothing but positive things from the players about him, but in the uh, as far as day-to-day game day stuff, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but I do trust the players in the team won't let things go off the rails. And all the quotes after the games, it's been pretty much, what do you want us to say? We played like crap. We got to get better. And what else can you say? So they're not making, except for, I guess, our buddy Dallas. No one's making excuses. Everyone's just saying, yeah, except for Dallas. He's just, they're just saying, we're playing like crap. We got to be better and we will be better. Um, That's it. It's going to wrap it up for this week for this fun show, talking about a seven game losing streak, as fun as it could be. As always, if you are not already, go ahead and follow the show account on Twitter at Concourse Pod. Follow Casey on Twitter at Casey Boguslaw. Follow Tyler on Twitter at RegionRet14. 
And if this is your first time listening and you want to share with a friend, please do that and subscribe to us. The Outfield Concourse will be there for you on either Sunday or Monday. And of course, if there's any type of breaking news, the good thing about podcasting, we can just hop on and record. So we will do that for you as well. Guys, thanks for coming on. It's Monday. Everyone get some sleep. Everyone have a good week. And we will talk to everyone next Sunday or Monday night. (laughs) 